Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. So here is 2010 was really where my journey began, where I dived into this world of Africans outside of Africa that are, um, you know, changing fashion scenes and, you know, creating the dopest um, stuff. And I would I would use the money that I made with my job on the side to travel. I did the ridiculous stuff. Like I went to Paris, first Black Fashion Week, me and my friend Ikria, uh shout out to Cosmos and Lipstick. We visited, uh, I went to the first Black uh, fashion week or no Africa fashion week in Barcelona. Um, like I did those ridiculous stuff. I, I haven't gone to the New York one though, but, um, I really enjoy doing it and discovering on why people do this and seeing the whole art side develop and everything was really, um, it was really something I enjoyed doing. And my purpose, my plan was to one day, bring out a magazine that could bring out this content that could do as well as Glamour magazine. But you know that when pff, doing that in reality takes way more work, it's easier said than done. There's so much. Um, I've seen a lot of people wanting to make this change, but that's a whole nother topic. Anyway, um, so through the writing experiences where I got in touch with um, the founders of This Is Africa, This Is Africa slash Ghetto Radio, um, was in short an international African platform that shared the opinion of young Africans from around the world. And the Ghetto Radio part was like Kenya's top three, one of Kenya's top three radio station. It focused on the youth. It was unique. Um, the language used on that radio station was like street slang. Um, it was, it was doing so well. And the, this is Africa part was, um, the part which was, um, more of like an international platform, um, where opinion, uh, influential people from journalists and whatever bloggers and everything create content for, and, um, I got in touch with them and I got on board as a freelance writer to write on uh, African fashion and art because basically that was the area where I focused on and could write about and knew a lot of things uh, about. It was it was awesome to do it. I got paid a little money for it, so I really felt interesting. You know, that was my first writer's uh, job. And that's really where I um, I learned to write, to edit, you know, not just write something, but to review your work, all of that stuff. It was sometimes annoying because the editor in chief would sometimes send me back the work and be like, yeah, ask these and ask that question. Well, she go back to the person and then ask. Uh, it was so annoying. But at the end of the day, it brought out a, a well-written piece uh, of work that even 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 one of the articles I wrote was was shared on uh, the Guardian. That was a piece on um, uh, the development of African fashion to the world. Basically, that was that was really cool to see that. And um, 
at some point I had to do an internship. So I was like, you know what, let me just make this easy and, um, and ask if I can do my internship there. I got on board as a PR and communication executive. We had tons of creative ideas to bring in uh, into Amsterdam City and also on the platform. You know, there is where the rise of Facebook happened. So I really got to learn how to implement social media for your content in an effective way. Um, and also kind of direct your writers as to where you want to go and and to think of how to put on an impactful platform. Um, one of the things that I also discovered was that you need funding. You know, This Is Africa uh, was a well-funded platform. So it was able to pay writers, was able to uh, dig and get content that they were really looking for. Um, Abina Online started growing. Uh, poof, I got in touch with like three or four writers that really were interest, interested in the content that I was, I was bringing. And they got on board as contributing writers. You know, it was really fun. Um, and these writers were like all over the world. We had one from, uh, Rwanda. We had one, uh, which was, which was a local Ghanaian writer. You know, it was, it was really cool, um, to do. For me, it wasn't really something that I thought, you know, let me create a business into it of this because it was so much, uh, it was so much fun. And my passion was really, um, to have, uh, to really be part of a culture influential within a culture of Africa outside of Africa, you know? So it was, uh, my slogan was Africa fashion and lifestyle in one. Um, it was really cool to do. Um, so during my internship, I got in touch with other organizations and like um, the organization behind the Hague African Festival, which is an annual festival that showcases African culture in the city of The Hague. Um, so many things that I, I started doing and that kind of a network that opened up for me of creative people, influential people, uh, change makers, and they all came from Africa, you know, and... I remember, I think it was one of the founders of This Is Africa who said, you know what, Africans are a bit timid when it comes to sharing their success stories. And that sentence has stuck by me for so long where I'm like, yo, this is so true and I'm going to change that, you know. I come from a home whereby it was like, hey, you're an African no matter what happens. And though you live inside of this country, you might live in the Netherlands, you're going to remain an African. You know what I mean? That was really instilled um, in us and in what we what we did. And after I won um, Face of Ghana Holland, you know, I was a pageant queen. It really brought me into a line of network and really to think about what can I do for my community? What could I do to make this African identity dope in a sense where people discover how, how rich Africans really are? Because I, at an early age, really had a good sense of if we're not going to appreciate what we have, our cultural language, our mentality, our love for community, the strength that comes from that, 
Nobody else is going to do it, you know? Um, so me being a pageant queen, um, also opened me to a line of network. I got on board as, um, a board member of a professionals network focused on Guineans. Uh, I did the communications, the event management a lot. <laughs> I'm laughing because what I ended up doing really made me like an experience, really like developed my skill in communications, you know, presenting, organizing, having vision, working things out. Uh, so that's why I'm laughing because even though I learned a lot, it ended up being too much. And that is also something that I really had to develop is when are you going to stand at a point where you say, Hey, I have a vision. I'm working this and this out, but what are the elements that I could give out to people so that we could just work together because one person cannot make it on his or her own. You know, it's not possible. So, um, but back to that, you know, I got involved as a board member. I did a bit of radio as well, uh, for Ghana today. Um, this was way back in 2000 and, um, was it 12? Wow, I really need to check the date. But um, there I had like an entertainment gossip show type of thing. But I kind of realized that, you know, gossip was not really my, you know, I ain't got no time to be talking about Ghanaian celebrities and why they do what they do. You know, it, it just wasn't for me. I did that for a, a few months and um, I realized that to really make things happen and to really... Uh, do something in radio as I wanted to, I would have to have um, a good team supporting me, making sure I have the online presence as I should, making sure I I have the outreach. And I didn't feel like I had that at the time. So um, I had to kind of draw back and really figure out how I was going to do this because presenting has been a natural skill, like um, so much to the point that I would be asked last minute to an event and I would just host the thing, put things together and I could just speak through it. You know what I mean? It's it's an effortless, effort, effortless skill, talent that God has given me. It uh, doesn't mean that it should not be sharpened, but um, it was really my thing next to the music because music... Um, music is actually my first discovered talent. My mom put me on dancing as a young girl when I was around six. I think I danced for about three years and then in my teens danced for an additional two years. Um, so I know the basics of dance. I'm not pro. Um, music came along when I was around 12. So, you know, being on a stage performing and stuff was really like my passion um, yeah, music was my heart. Music is my heart. That's really the number one thing that I really love. But having other talents, it's not the only thing. Actually, as a whole, it's a performer that I am. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, discovering that it, it really, it really put me within a network of 
successful Africans and, you know, having from, from the period of winning face of Ghana in 2009, I often, uh, traveled back to, to Ghana. I, I shouldn't say, let's say from the period of 2013 is where I really traveled a lot. I would, it was every year or something like that. And, um, I also did an internship there for a few months. It was about three months where I, where I worked there for a beverage company. I absolutely love it. Um, the fact that the sun was always out. The sun is my bestie. You should see me when I travel to GH. Even the glow on my face. You know, it just, I just love going back home. So it really brought me back to you know, being around successful Africans, talking to people about, hey, how could we strengthen our community? Um, how could we promote artistic things that someone is doing, you know? And I really believe that this is a conviction that God has given me. I'm a person of faith, but I really believe that, you know, Africans are not just here to be around. You know, we should make a difference. We should set a mark. We should we should go out, be somebody, go somewhere. And that is really one of the things that I really stand for um, as, as a speaker, as a broadcaster. And um, I probably forgot something in the middle, but just to outline how I really got into the network of knowing Africans who do a lot. Um, I got on a, on a board. I did presenting. Presenting, obviously, because I master... The English, the way I do uh, a lot of English speaking event, African related events, but also Dutch events, uh, which I really enjoy doing. I even um, applied for a job at one of uh, Holland's biggest urban radio station at one time. I did the audition and things, uh, but I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't good enough, basically. And no hard feelings. Uh, this was 2015, four years back, you know, um, plenty of reasons why I didn't get through. I could have been uh, a person they were not looking for at the time. I wasn't ready or my skills weren't enough. You know, I really took it um, with me as an experience because I remember having a talk with the person that uh, trained me for that audition. And he said, you know, um, I auditioned seven times for my current place where I'm at. So... And I, I really believe that God was speaking to me in a sense that you don't give up. You know, one rejection doesn't mean that you don't carry the talent um, that I've given you. You know, uh, what you got to do, you got to sharpen that gift and stay alert, um, stay sharpened, develop things, you know. Um, so that what he told me really stuck by me and also made me to understand that, hey, number one, sharpen your gift, your talent, what you have, and also discover the market that's yours. Because me being a music artist, um, being a music artist really brought me to frustration sometimes in the Netherlands because um, coming, looking into a specific area or the music industry, you know, from a communication or marketing perspective, really brings you to a reality that the actual preference of people in the urban music scene is really on light-skinned girls. 
light-skinned girls with curls. It's really superficial, but it's the truth, you know. And then you realize the market that is there for you is so small. So for me, all the way back in 2012, uh, I think it was one lady. She is in the entertainment scene. Uh, shout out to Hanka Maduro. She was the one. She said, listen, focus on your culture. Focus on where you're from. Because making it here, black entertainment, um, it's, it's not that she meant it's not going to take you anywhere. But what she basically said was appreciate your own. So 2012 is really where I got to focus as a music artist more on my roots, Africa, the African sounds, and all of that. And also where I really start to shift my focus as an entertainer, presenter, more on English-speaking, um, African-related, and also looking into how could I contribute to Africa. So that's how it, how it continued. My blog was there. I enjoyed writing it. 2017 came and there is where I really had to reflect on a few things. I did. I had to reflect on a few things. And the next episode, I'm going to explain what I had to reflect on and um, how African Focus is really here. Thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle. <laughs>